Hi, and welcome to the CCB Weekly Check-In Podcast with your host, Timothy Prendergast. It's 2021. We have an evolving podcast where we hear from our people, their stories, and learn and develop along the way. So sit back and relax and enjoy this week's episode of the Weekly Check-In Podcast. Welcome in to the weekly check-in podcast. We have hit February, and uh, this week, actually, on Thursday, the 4th of February, is Time to Talk Day, and uh, we thought we'd do something slightly different uh, this week and uh, well, and, and have a conversation with, uh, with three colleagues who have experienced the last 12 months in three completely different ways, as we all have, um, but I'm sure through the conversations that we're about to have, there'll be a lot here that resonates with many people and hopefully some uh, great insights and ideas for us all to consider and, and think about as well. So it's a great pleasure to welcome on uh, to the podcast today, Ivor Patterson, Josh Mustafa and Claire Webb. Um, first things first, maybe a, a good chance to uh, introduce yourself, um, maybe introductions, name, role, and, and I guess if it's okay, just a, a little glimpse of, of, of what the last 12 months have been like for you. Um, so we'll start with you, Claire. Welcome. Hi, thanks, Tim. So, yeah, I'm Claire Webb, and I've always been really passionate about continuous learning and improvement. And so I really enjoy being a part of the people development team here in CCB. I've got two gorgeous, at times, very spirited boys, Zeus, who recently turned eight, and Apollo, who's three. Both have an absolute abundance of energy. And the last 12 months has been rather intense at times, balancing family life and work during periods of lockdown and class bubble closures. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll ask you a little bit more about that in a, in a bit, if that's OK. Um, Josh, welcome. Hey, Tim. Uh, so same question for me. Uh, so right, my name is Josh Mustafa. I'm a relationship director in the residential healthcare team. And I've been in the bank for about six years now. So the last 12 months have been a bit of a roller coaster, as I'm sure has been you know, the case with everyone. You know, from the lows of the first lockdown back in, back in March, uh, from the highs of having pints poured in the pub again in July, you know, the new wave of optimism that came with the easing of the lockdown measures, and then back to the lows of the, the second outbreak, the tier system, and, and the eventual lockdown 3.0. You know, it's been quite a journey. Uh, you know, there's been a few days where I feel very resilient and optimistic. And there's other days where, you know, I struggle to get out of bed in the morning. So it's been a, a mixed experience for me, Tim. Yeah. And again, we'll, we'll, we'll ask you a few more questions around that in a, in a moment. And Ivor, um, welcome to you. Hi, Tim. Yeah, my name is um, Ivor Patterson and I work within FCTP, Inter Channel Integration Team. Um, my role is a business analyst and change manager. So my role is about basically ensuring that we as a bank carry out effective customer due diligence. Um, that's whether it's a personal or non-personal. And it's my, our aim is to basically prevent um, people from criminals from using um, Santander's services or products and basically to disrupt crime. So what can I say about the last 12 months? Very similar, really. It's been more lows than highs for me, I would say. Um, my wife's um, working life has actually significantly changed um, because she's a nurse, so she's in the thick of it. So that's had some um, consequences and um, implications for us as a family. Um, I've lost a few people to COVID myself, so I've seen uh, there's been a lot of sadness, not being able to attend funerals and all that kind of thing. 
that has been uh, brilliant. Um, some of the stuff I've done have become more of an handyman, to be fair. So I've been doing a lot of stuff around the house, keep yourself occupied, things I wouldn't normally do. Um, and uh, yeah, I joined uh, the gyms closed. So I've joined Gym Pass, taken out the Gym Pass. I've start, just recently started exercising. Oh, nice. nice. And Ivor, you were a, a real inspiration for this very podcast. I know you're part of our uh, Inclusion and Diversity Working Group, and we were chatting just a couple of weeks ago, and you, you mentioned that your, your wife was an NHS nurse. And I mean, are we able to ask a little bit around, you know, that impact you, you mentioned? Obviously, there must be a great deal of pride, you know, one of the, the real heroes of, 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 of all of this, but how has that impacted on sort of family life and so forth? Um, well, it's, it's been... It's been massive significant really i mean my wife has been a, an nhs nurse for over 20 years now and uh, she's worked as a post recovery nurse her role is basically to um, look after the patient once they um, have had the operation and um, and to remove the tubes and basically just wake them up basically and uh, refer them to uh, the normal ward um, obviously when the covid kicked in obviously the operations stopped and then she had to change her role and i have to spend a lot of time in itu looking after COVID patients. Um, she's seen a lot of people passing, which was quite traumatic for her. And we've seen um, the, the actual change in the dread of going into work every day. And just seeing some of the horror stories of how some of the actual nurses do feel on a day-to-day basis. Um, a lot of them are traumatized. A lot of them don't want to do it, um, but they know they've got a job to do. Um, the actual equipment, she says, that she wears is very heavy. She's very hot at times, um, and you know it's just, it's a it's a struggle uh, to be fair um, for her. But she knows she's got to get on with the job, and we as a family um, have to support her in actually doing her job. I mean, all the it's, it's had a profound effect on the family in terms of we have to live with the fact there is a high risk of my wife actually getting COVID because obviously she's surrounded by it. We are more at a risk of getting it as we cannot really truly isolate as my wife has you know she has to come home um so but she's become very overzealous in obviously in the showering washing her hands cleaning surfaces and stuff like that so it's a complete change but we 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 worry about sometimes i do worry about her mental state because it's something that um she's in a lot of uh, deaths and stuff like that these things that she's not used to but as a family, we just play a supportive role and stick together and just be there emotionally there to support her. Yeah, wow. I mean, in this particular sort of wave that we're experiencing, it does seem, and I've talked to other colleagues, that you know, things do seem a, a lot closer now with knowing more people that are you know, experiencing it. But for, for you, that you know, must have been, you know, obviously been something since, since day one. So thank you so much for you know, sharing that. Claire, can I come to you next? And you know, something that is familiar with with many of us is the the homeschooling experience, which I know right now is, is something that you're involved in. Um, maybe again, just some reflections on you know how that played out uh, in the first wave. Um, how you know TCB or Santander sort of supported you through that, and then you know, going into our second wave of, of homeschooling, have there been any lessons learned? What's different this time? Of course, Tim and. A phrase that I've used a lot has been same storm, different boat and listening to either there. I'd like to first just pass on my thanks really to his wife for being on the front line. And, you know, I feel very humbled now in giving my perspective from a family life. But I really do appreciate 
how difficult it must be. So I'm sure she really appreciates your support, Iva. Um, Thank you. From my perspective, thinking of the different boats, same storm, the first lockdown has been my first ever experience of a crash course in how to be an elite juggler. It's the best way that I can sum (laughs) it up. Um, With both boys at home in the first lockdown, like many, I was juggling work, childcare, homeschooling. And then when you layer on top of that, the kind of usual house duties of cooking, tidying up, making sure that the boys were getting enough fresh air and exercise, and I was permanently cleaning to keep the family safe because at that point we didn't know how the virus is contracted, et cetera, and how easy it spreads. And worrying about loved ones contracting it and what the impact would be and the impact of everything on the boys' mental well-being. It really was absolutely exhausting, if I'm honest. Uh, the second lockdown, when that was announced, I think the best word to sum it up was sheer fear is what I felt. Um, but this time around the nurseries have stayed open so my three-year-old is at nursery which means that I can really help Zeus this time with his home schooling and focus on work a bit easier as well I've also got the benefit that Zeus is a bit older this time around and so he's able to work a little bit more independently so in the main the second time round, it does feel manageable this time over the last 12 months there were definitely times where I felt overwhelmed and absolutely filled with guilt as no one was getting the best out of me not at work and not at home and not as a mum and as I was looking through LinkedIn one evening I saw some words and they just really resonated with me and it was all about don't put the same pressure as you usually do on yourself to be great at everything Sometimes it's okay to be good enough at some things just to get us all through this. And that really helped me bring things into perspective. Um, For me, my husband hasn't been able to help with the daily activities, but his emotional support and the support from Santander has been absolutely invaluable. From the very start, Santander really stood out for me as genuinely wanting to support colleagues So having the ability to reduce my hours during the first lockdown and work flexibly now has meant that we've just had a great balance as a family to get through this. Uh, Culturally as well, I felt very supported and empowered too. I remember when the second lockdown was announced, I remember the first words from my line manager, Danielle, being, don't worry, take the time you need to homeschool and care for the boys You won't be judged and it won't impact your performance rating. And that just brought an absolute wave of comfort. And then hearing words by others in the organisation, such as Chris Fallis of we must pace ourselves, just rings so true as at the moment I'm just taking each day at a time and just making sure that every day I try and get that balance to enable us to navigate this second lockdown. And we've also really enjoyed the events that have been put on by our networks, such as the pantomime, because that's really helped with the boys seeing my workstation, bringing laughter to them, as opposed to me sat there, shooing them away, going, not now, I'm on a call, I'm on a call. So it's been great that there's been some activities available to really bring them that positive association with my desk as well. 
And I know as we're a family, I'm really lucky. We've got a loving home. We've got our health. We've got space where we can all work and a garden. And I'm really grateful for those things. But I do have to admit, it has been tough. But I know other people have got it a lot more tough as well. So I really like to understand and take that on board when I'm listening to people as to understanding their journey and their story and not make any assumptions that it will be any similar to mine. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that same storm boat is something I've certainly <laughs> stolen from you and used a, a lot, but so much there around um, good enough is good enough. Um, being in the present, I think there's no no more important time than the current to you know, live life in the present and, and day by day. And uh, let's not forget, Claire, as, as, a, as a, uh, a colleague of yours, you, you certainly lend that support you know, outside of your immediate family as well to, to colleagues such as myself. So I'm very grateful for that as well. Thank, Thank you. you for that. <laughs> Josh, now uh, a, a different scenario for, for you. And I, I've known you, well, I've known you actually since before I started um, at, uh, at CCB. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm sure you won't mind me saying you're, you're a fairly sociable chap. Um, you, uh, am I right in saying you're living in North London in a, in a place and you've spent a lot of the last year sort of uh, solo in lockdown. Can you talk us through sort of that because I know while that's been a, a challenge there's maybe been one or two sort of positive habits that you've you've adopted that you may not have otherwise yeah absolutely uh, yeah quite a quite a different experience to, to, to that of, of Claire and, and Ivor but yeah I think it's fair to say I'm I'm a fairly social person Tim you know I do thrive off, off social and, and human interaction and you know I've probably spent about 90 percent of the last 10 months living alone I mean, I, I usually live, live with my brother, but he's uh, spent most of the time at his partner's house, which is why I've been alone. So, you know, the lack of social interaction over this period, you know, it has been particularly challenging for me. Um, you know, I think back to the first lockdown where the, the void was partially filled with, you know, Zoom quizzes most weekends and you know, things of a similar nature. But, you know, I feel as though that initial enthusiasm has diminished over time. Um, what it is, I just think people have, you know, we've adapted, I guess, to this, to this new normal of spending, you know, all of our time at home, and, and people are just sort of simply getting on with it. But I guess moving on to a more positive note, you know, it's it's me. This has meant that I've been able to invest, you know, a lot of time into myself and my well-being, um, you know, and I've picked up some some new positive habits along the way. And I think it's just worth mentioning before I go on to those. I think that's been, you know, massively sort of helped by Santander's sort of position um, throughout this pandemic. I echo what, what Claire said. I think, you know, I felt really proud to work for Santander over this period. I think, you know, the well-being of, of, of the workforce has been, you know, at the very top of the agenda throughout. And, you know, it's, it's definitely appreciated um, from my point of view. But, you know, I guess some of the positive habits, I mean, uh, running is, is, is the first one. You know, I was lucky enough to have been selected, you know, for the initial CCB virtual running squad back in June. You know, and I didn't do any running prior to this unless I was playing football. And, you know, the 12-week program significantly improved my running, uh, which is now something that I do at least once a week and has become a real stress reliever for me. Um, back in June, I learned how to solve a Rubik's Cube. Um, you know, cool little skill that I've picked up. Um, I was introduced to meditation actually through the What About Me and, and Working Well sessions hosted by a Tim, hosted by yourself, Tim. And 
And this is something that I found had a really positive impact on me. So it's something that I've tried to incorporate into my routine now once or twice a week. And lastly, I've been reading a lot more, um, particularly fiction. You know, I used to spend the evenings in bed sort of hopelessly scrolling social media. Um, and now I've sort of set aside that half an hour to, to read. And I felt as though my my sleeping has improved massively as a result as well. So, you know, it, it's not been without its loneliness and its hardship, but there's been some some real positive outcomes as well as a result. Awesome. And just while I've got you there, Josh, any, any book recommendations that you can share with the, the listeners? Yeah, so I've, I've been going for some uh, old school fiction. So my three most recent reads have been To Kill a Mockingbird, um, The Catcher in the Rye and The Day of the Triffids. All three I highly, highly recommend. Classics. Nice. Cool. Thank you. Um, we've got about four or five minutes left and I want to get a bit philosophical. Um, the sort of time that we're going through, um, you know, some have said it's sort of a, a chance for, for the world, for the globe to, to universally reset. Um, just curious as to you know, how things might change uh, in your life uh, or you know, for humanity, um, you know, following when we come through all of this. And um, I'm going to come to Ivor first for, for your thoughts. Well, I would look at when I reflect and how would I approach things differently? Well, not take life for granted. That would be one. Um, I'll try not to keep putting things off. I'll just, just get on and just do it. Um, I'll be looking to get a better work-life balance, spend more quality time yeah. with family. Some of the things I'd like to do is I'd like to travel and see some of the places I've always wanted to do, see. I think that's one thing I'd like to, to, to do. And finally, right, to be more kinder, more considerate, being a better person. Wow. Wow, thank you very much, Ivor. That's some, some really great insights there. Claire? Yeah, I think for me, it's about slowing down and really enjoying the present and the people that I'm with in the moment and taking note of the small things. I think I shared with you the other day, Tim, that if before, if I had my mum and dad coming round for dinner or something, the house would be clean top to bottom. There'd be all fancy food in the fridge. There'd be a three-course meal, etc. Whereas now, I would give anything to sit down and have beans on toast with them. And they would love it. And they would have always loved it as well. And I think it's just taking that time to just enjoy those small things. I'll really put at the forefront. And picking up on that kindness, like Ivor said, I think it's just so important for now and in the future that we are and just simply talking more to one another to figure out what what is each of our journeys that we're on and going through and what's happening in our lives and how we can change the way we work together, the way we interact together, just to make life as easy as possible for everybody. Well said, Claire. Thank you. And Josh? Yeah, so obviously I've had a lot of time for reflection and I, I think it's made me, real, me realise the, the importance of spending time with those close to you, you know, having done panic so little over the last 10 months, you know, whether that's with your family or, or socialising with friends, you know, I certainly won't take it for granted going forward. Uh, and I think once, you know, normality does resume, I think there'll be a newfound appreciation for, for life and, and those in it around me, as, as I've touched on. And I also want to mention the little things, as, as Claire mentioned, you know, I, I think the little things will will no longer be little and significant, you know, whether that's enjoying a, a beer in a in a beer garden on a summer's day or 
or having having a laugh with your grandparents at a family barbecue. You know, I think these little things will have the potential to to derive you know a lot of joy. Not they didn't not that they didn't beforehand, but maybe even more joy than they did before. And thinking about the humanity point, you know, I really do believe that people will feel united by our sort of collective experience of all going through this hardship together. And I think in turn, that's going to sort of improve the community spirit across the, across the nation as a result. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And hopefully across CCB as well, aided and abetted by some uh, three incredible stories. Thank you so much, Ivor, Claire and Josh for being so open with us, sharing three of a thousand stories uh, that uh, around CCB. It's been a, a real privilege um, to spend the last 20 minutes or so with you all. All the very best. Take care, and we'll look forward to catching up soon. Thanks. Okay. Cheers, Sam. Thank you. All right. Cheers. Wow. Clear. Ivor, Josh, thank you. Humbling, insightful, uplifting. What a brilliant conversation. Uh, three wonderful, um, articulate, and very open uh, accounts of uh, what the experience has been for three CCB colleagues and we are hugely grateful for you taking the time uh, to share those accounts with us and a lovely uplifting message at the end there too uh, around that spirit of kindness being really grateful for the small things and being more in the moment which is something I think uh, you know, we all do well to, to strive for hey what a fantastic conversation marking the week of Time to Talk Day, which is this coming Thursday, February the 4th, opening up the conversation. Once again, Ivor, Claire, Josh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I know that the listeners would have really enjoyed that journey and glimpse into your experience. For now, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll be back next week. <laughs>